biggest announcement coming to you from Keeping Up With The Nerds is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be talking about the Book of Boba Fett. Isn't that right, Adam? Yes, sir. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and start this show. Coming to you from 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, in the heart of Uptown Whittier. Keeping up with the nerds presents issue 83. My name is Adam. This is Brian. Renee. And Nick. And welcome to the show. Yeah, I totally got on the first shot. (laughs) (laughs) No one needed to know. (laughs) You didn't bring the same energy level, Nick. So, you know. My energy level is as high as it's going to get. We have to start over. Run from the top, guys. It's 10 30 at night. You can kiss my booty. Look, (laughs) we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're just going to kick, you know, kick this thing going. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am running on like five hours of sleep. I haven't eaten in the last 10 hours. And I got boosted. So, that's exactly it. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a big announcement for you guys today. You may be wondering, why is Adam here? Why? Why? And why did Adam why? open? Yeah, why, why? Did, why did he open? Wait, Adam's here? Why? What? Why? Why, why is he here? I don't know. Why? Good question. Get him out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Keeping Up With The Nerds is finally expanding, and we're partnering up with Our Real Addiction! Woo! Both Adam and Miguel are going to be joining us from here on out. Sorry, okay, relax. It's the energy relax. just hit me. Did you see four that you have right now? Honest Chris will sponsor it, but keep it up there. <laughs> Listen, I, I know it was a hostile takeover, but you don't have to be that excited about it, all right? I have to. Hey, 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 hey. Don't, don't downplay his excitement now. So Adam and Miguel are going to be officially joining the Keeping Up With The Nerds family under the Nerds Network. Thanks to Nick for that, because that was a brilliant name for pretty much what we're going to be doing here on out. Uh, but yeah, they're joining us as a as content creators, uh, as well as hopefully uh, you'll be helping us out with some editing and some uh, other stuff as well. Hopefully. Hopefully, Woo. yeah. Fun. So that way it'll take some stuff off my plate. Uh, unfortunately, Miguel was not able to make it here, nor was he able to join us over the phone uh, due to some personal matters. But it's okay because I will be inserting a tiny little interview with Miguel talking about our real edition from his perspective right now. Miguel, welcome to Keeping Up with the Nerds podcast, issue number 83. I know that unfortunately couldn't make it to this uh, to us in person or in call, uh, but I'm glad because we get to interview you one on one now uh, about what's going on. And how have you been, man? I've been great. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Really appreciate that. No, thank you. Thank you for taking your time and, you know, coming on and, you know, talking with me. Uh, unfortunately, everyone else could make it. But, yeah, you know, just on a one-on-one. It's going to be a, a sentimental kind of thing, you know, sentimental interview. Oh, I love it. There it's you go. My favorite thing to do. So <laughs> A one-on-one, <laughs> man. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, no, I for, really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, no worries, <clears throat> man. Thank you for joining. Um, so just kind of like a quick little overview. I know that we mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, but yeah, our real addiction is partnering up with keeping up with the nerds and we're all branding under the nerds network now. Um, so it's going to be a partnership. 
uh, kind of like a test run for six months. And uh, we're going to be, you know, working alongside each other. Our real addiction is going to be content creating. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, would want to do some other stuff as well. And I can teach you guys the ropes of editing and kind of other things as well. Because you guys are also going to be co-managing the Nerdy Planet uh, news page. Yeah. So a lot of responsibility. Definitely a lot of, no, definitely not. Don't feel like a lot of pressure, but I feel excited uh honestly to just start getting myself more involved with this um adam and i have done great so far together and i feel like we have mentorship by you guys you guys been doing this for a while i love your website i love your podcast and the fact that you guys are willing to bring us in is really great because you guys see a potential within us that we know that we see within ourselves too and i mean you guys are partnering up with us as well so it's like it's a really it's a really give and take and i think we're going to do a great job together yeah and that's what i was telling uh, adam earlier was that you know there wasn't there there wasn't that much hesitation when we mentioned you guys as like you know partnering up uh for partnering up essentially uh mainly because you guys have been doing this for quite a while already you guys have been consistent and you guys have a vision and for us you know, here at Keeping Up With The Nerds, it, we've been wanting to we've been wanting to be consistent. We want to strive to expand. We want to strive to do better content. You know, at some point, you know, develop merch and stuff. And we've been wanting to grow because we're about to hit year two within the next couple of months. So when I brought you guys up to both Nick and Renee, and I said, you know, Miguel and Adam have our real addiction. We had them on when Nick was on vacation. Uh, you guys do a great job and you guys are covering stuff that we really can't cover because <laughs> we'll talk about movies, but in the terms of like how you guys talk about them, I love that aspect of production and the finer details when it comes to the development of the movies. Uh, but there's just no time, not within like an hour and a half long podcast. It just doesn't work that way, you know? So yeah. It's, no, it's, I mean, this, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, sorry. Go for it. Go for it. You're the guest. Come on. You got it. You got to Thank you. No, it's just there's been several instances where we're recording and like we just get so lost. And it was funny. I remember recording the first episode. We were at his at Adam's house and we were in his living room and we had everything set up. I had my camera ready and recording because we were going to do like videos as well besides the, the audio. And it was so funny because in the like him and I just just vomit information about like we just dissect movies all the time. But when we were first like we were recording that first episode, we were so nervous and I think we did like two takes because the first one was just like, it just felt like there was like, we were like lights, camera, action, and we just froze. Like we, we needed lines fed to us or something like that. But we, we have, we've been doing this like for um, a while now, just talking about movies, appreciating movies. Adam has a great eye and attention span to like budgeting and films and like what that comes to like the box office but it also has like a really good eye for cinematography and story and like i beat off that so whenever we do record it's just like it's just it's just like bouncing back the ball and it just feels great with him you guys have that chemistry definitely and it's something that's very important when it comes to content creation because if you if it's two people or even three people that don't mesh you know, how are you guys supposed to bounce off each other? You guys are doing an hour long podcast and I don't know if you guys do any cuts or, you know, scrap out some things from the podcast as well that you guys do, but you guys want to have a clean, fluid, you know, vibe the entire way through. And I've noticed that with the episodes that I've listened to as well. And the two times that I've been on a uh, guest on your guys' show, you guys do an awesome job. So, um, no, they, that yeah. was so much fun. I've actually had a couple friends of mine, uh, listen to that episode specifically and they loved what you said actually they was it the spider-man they, one they, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting double reaction on that one, a little tangent, but yeah, because I'll I'll have people tell me they're like, dude, you need to shut up about the whole Spider-Man thing, man. You obsess way too much out of that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I get some people's like, dude, you know a lot, man. You're super passionate. I appreciate that. I'm like, well, yeah. I don't know what to believe anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in, believe in Spider-Man. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask you, you know, the same questions that I asked Adam in the podcast earlier, or, you know, because this is going to go before his segment, I'll ask you the questions first. Um, <laughs> how did our real addiction get started? Honestly, uh, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear what Adam's going to say about this, but I, I feel like it all started when him and I went to go see Transformers in Whittier, uh, Whittier Village Cinemas back in like junior year of high school, we took the bus up there. I think we walked, but it just became like a natural thing. We would go every Tuesdays and Thursdays just to go up there, see movies for $5, like released new, like newly uh, released movies for like 5 or $10. And it was the best thing ever. And just walk home and dissect what we saw and then like replay it and when we when it finally came to like fruition like this was years after um like it was it was during covid and i had just moved down to san diego and um the mandalorian came out season two i believe and we were just like talking and talking and talking and like trying to create this universe within ourselves and like try to try to see where the the story was going to go and then at some point we were just like we joked about it or i think one of us made the joke where I was like, we should just like record ourselves talking like a podcast and then just see where that goes. And yeah, sure enough, like he, Adam like picked up immediately, like how, what to do. He hit up a couple people that were already doing podcasts. Um, I, I researched some things on YouTube and um, on how to do one. And then also just like what programs and whatever, but just mostly like what came down to it was, the idea because there's many podcasts out there there's like there's so many for so many different types of uh, genres and stuff like that um but like not like what we have which we we like we knew off the bat was going to be good and yeah it just started off and that that became that and we we had such a hard time coming up with the name like we didn't really know what we were going for until it just kind of like came out came off as a pun and then our real addiction was born. <laughs> Not spoiling anything, but uh, I think you'll be pretty happy with how Adam tells his story. <laughs> okay. If you're interested, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me guess, right. was the Transformers movie Age of Extinction? Yes, it yes. was. Because <laughs> we, we both, like, we, we, it's so funny. Him and I met junior year in math class. Uh-huh. Uh, I think, yeah, we had math, I think that was six or fifth period um but we had but i had literally sat behind him in english class like a class prior and i was like yo like i sit behind you <laughs> like trying to introduce himself to me again i'm just like yeah i know who you are <laughs> you <laughs> didn't know <laughs> he didn't know who you were even though you knew who he was yeah mentality, was right like, yeah yeah because adam Adam in high school was like a very targeted and approachable person, but he was also very shy too. So he was kind of like a little oxymoron of there. But uh, it's uh, he was uh, he was actually uh, we just started talking in sixth period about movies, and then I had told him that I had seen um, Rise 
the trans the third Transformers movie like four times, and he's like, "Dude, me too." And then we just started like talking about it. And then after that, when we started watching movies at Whittier. There is always one aspect that like helps develop friendships. Like for me, one of my bestest friends, uh, we bonded over like Mass Effect, and we didn't even know this is one of my old um, middle school best friends uh, started dating this guy. And the way we met was through Mass Effect because he was like super antisocial and stuff like that. And then out of nowhere, we get introduced because she brings him over and he's like, yeah, this is like at a Christmas party that she threw. And she's like, yeah, this is John. Um, you know, guys talk. And he noticed that I was wearing Mass Effect stuff. And that's how yeah. we basically like bonded. So I completely understand when it's like small details like that, that are out of nowhere, like for you guys, movies, how you guys bond over something like that. Even if it's weird to some people, it, it, it isn't like not for us and, at least, you know? And like what fortified the friendship even more was, uh, we had a friend, his name is Fabio. It's funny. We like, we don't talk about Fabio, but we do talk about him. <laughs> because he was part, he was kind of collectively part of like, the real addiction part of the real addiction actually like beginning. Cause the three of us would just sit down and he actually worked at a video store okay and we would go literally him and i would go over and he also went to pioneer i think he was probably in your graduating class no i graduated right? in 2011 no. never mind yeah uh, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> 2014 so you might have you might have he was like you were a senior he was he was a freshman probably probably yeah. he um he was uh he grabbed and so he he graduated started working there and like we, he knew him, he knew Fabio because I believe like they all went to the same church too. Mm-hmm. So then, um, and because of school. And so we would like just talk and then the MCU came, you know, the love for the MCU because my love for the MCU started after I watched Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like that, that was the one that sold it for me. The that best was like, MCU movie of all time. Yeah, it was spent from beginning <laughs> to end. I was like, oh my God, this is, and it's so funny because I had seen the first Avenger um, back in 2011 mm-hmm. here in San Diego. And I saw it in 3D. I remember they gave us like the red uh, 3D glasses. The red and blue ones? Or uh, was it just solid? The red and blue ones? Yeah. Just the red and blue ones. And um, And I remember seeing it and I was so bored. The first and one? I the was first like, Avengers? Yeah. The, the, like yeah no not the first avengers like um captain america the first avenger the first oh, one the first one yeah 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 and um i was like i don't like this like this is boring like why why am i here and then i saw it again after seeing the winter soldier and my mind just like was completely different on it like i liked it even more if anything and it gave more reason to why bucky's one of my favorite characters <laughs> in there too <laughs> uh for there you go yeah. There you go. And then the MCU just also just what started it like pretty much Transformers in the MCU. That's what that's what got our real addiction funded. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what kickstarted. That was a spark for this yeah, whole thing. That was it. The all spark. Um so <laughs> so <laughs> I guess the next question I want to ask you guys is what is our real addictions? For the listeners that don't know, if you had to give like a quick one to two minute um summary of our real addictions, what what is it? Two cinema bros talking about movies, talking about characters, talking about stories, talking about box office, and just having a good time. That's pretty much what it is. You guys talk more about, about the, real addiction. You guys talk more about the production aspects of movies, correct? 
Yeah, we like we like to because we both I feel like internally want to be filmmakers in the future. We look so much uh, like we we obsess a little bit more on the actor's point of view, but we also really love like all the behind the scenes stuff because we we just collectively like that like anything that comes off with like photography or just like how scenes are are edited together and even movie scores too. Adam and I have bonded over movie scores completely like we set each other scores all the time we're like listen to this like and just picture it and it just it it's it's so like it's it's such an element to um put together mm-hmm. and we we just that we love movies in general not just because it's like mcu or anything like that but just because of how they make us feel mm-hmm. um because i think we both had grow like we were raised with the movies and we were taking those kids to the movies and such things. I know he saw uh, Spider-Man with his dad. Um, and like, we were only like, what, four maybe? <laughs> like five or around that age when Spider-Man came out. So, I mean, it's just, they just hold up a place in my heart. Of course. I feel like them. That, and that's, that's like, that's the beauty of living like in this day and age. Cause I remember, I mean, remember way back when, when, you know, like how the first couple of movies that we saw as kids, the internet wasn't as big as it is now. And in order for us to learn, you know, the production aspects or the actor's perspectives or the director's perspectives with the movie's development, like you had to go through special features and, you know, you had to yeah. read in some sort of interviews, but now like the, the internet gives us so much information. It's amazing to see and learn every aspect of filmmaking from like production set design, you know, the thought process, the writing, the storyboard, the score development, all these different things. And you get to fall in love with it so much more. I I completely understand. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of it. I mean, you guys, you said it perfectly yourself, you know, when we were talking about our real addiction is development is there's so many different podcasts out there. What makes you guys different? Well, it's two people essentially talking about the love of the production and the love of the detail of filmmaking. And you guys are basically analyzing it rather than reviewing it. So yeah, yeah. of course, you know, my yeah, belief in terms of content creation is what sells are the people. If it's not the content, people should sell the material. Definitely. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, thank you for even bringing that up. You make a very good point because I've been watching this guy who um, does movie reviews all the time. And he actually just started filmmaking himself. Mm-hmm. And he's also like, he's done several instances where he like informs like his, his viewers on like his life, his personal life, aside from, you know, what he does. His name is Chris Stuckman. I always reference this guy because I really, I always liked his opinions. They're very valid. He's always straightforward, but he also like appreciated the things that I looked into when it came to a movie. And he just started filmmaking and he updated it on his life about stop. Like he wants to stop reviewing movies and more analyzing them, even though he has, but it's just because now as a filmmaker, he wants to be able to produce without having that in mind of like wanting to please everything from a critic's point of view. Yeah. You know, I mean, he doesn't want to be a critic anymore. He wants to just be a director and he feels like he owes it to himself to, to clarify that to his viewers. And I, I appreciate that because like, that's how we see movies too. Like sometimes we can talk about it and we like destroy a story and be like, you know, maybe the story was super bad, but it was an entertaining film or, you know, like, or this scene was beautiful and, had this been like added or something like that, it would have made the story better. 
and so we we just try to focus on on the yeah. entire element of the of the movie as opposed to just i guess criticizing it <laughs> no and that that 100 percent makes sense i just had a conversation last night with a couple friends about james gunn because that's the thing is that everyone has like their favorite directors, you know, their favorite, their favorite, you know, movies, uh, favorite actors and everything. And we're talking about James Gunn. I don't know if you've seen the the show Peacemaker. Loving it. OK, great. I'm I'm caught up. So talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, before I get to the last question, I'll mention this. So uh, one of my buddies does not like the conversations that happen uh, that kind of tangent away from the main point. So in Peacemaker, spoiler for those that haven't seen any of the episodes yet, there's a conversation between uh, Vigilante and John Cena's Peacemaker um, where he's kind of having a mental breakdown and then Vigilante pops out through the window and says, are you crying? He's like, oh, what are you doing? You think you're going to catch me jerking off or something like that? And there's this back yeah. and forth that lasts like five minutes. And his thing was, why is James Gunn spending so much time, you know, emphasizing this useless conversation? He was using the one, the other one, but that's like kind of an example. He was using another one, yeah. but he's like, why is he using so much time to emphasize this useless conversation when he could be pushing the point forward? But my argument is if you enjoy that conversation, that is what James Gunn wants to do. I don't think he cared so much about, you know, telling the story because he'll get to it eventually in an hour long yeah. episode. It's more along the lines of like developing these characters and having fun yes. with the personalities. So yes. completely understand you can criticize it and destroy a movie and say, well, it could have gone this direction, but that's your view. And obviously there's going to be mistakes and better methods of filmmaking and better things that you wish you could have seen in terms of a storytelling perspective. But if the director's vision is the one he wants to show and they're happy with it, then that's all that matters. AKA Kevin Smith was his movies as well. And um, yeah. I forget his name cause it's super uh, obscure. Uh, the director of Dune and Arrival. Um, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, Dennis, Dennis something. I am blanking out on his name. I know. I kind of want to look it up now. <laughs> Hang on. I got a computer right in front of me. Dune. Yeah. <laughs> Use your resources. Use no, the tools in front of me. It's, uh, it's actually when you when you mentioned that. Um, Dennis. Dennis. I get Villeneuve. your friend's perspective. Mm-hmm why he would think that but you said it perfectly because he's he's definitely character building he's he's showing like it's it's funny to get ahead sometimes with shows especially when they're weekly released because when the whole show's out and then you know you get to the ending you finish it and the season like the season uh season finale is over and then you get to rewatch it and then everything starts connecting and then everything gives reason and james gunn's one of those people that actually takes time to like break down characters like that and um and also and, and like it the, it's his attention to detail that pays off in the end mm-hmm. and that's really cool because that's his character building and a lot of and that's why it works sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because there's, there's some conversations that are pointless or there's some scenes that are pointless too and then you see it again by a second like, and and it just makes sense and it mm-hmm. and it gives reason as to why that character did that by the end of it and i yeah. feel like that's definitely how you build a story. Yeah, yeah, because it's through your characters. It's not through what's going on. It's not the destination. Like these characters are going in that direction anyway. It's how they get there. Yeah, that matters. You get to kind of pick and choose your favorite characters at this point, and there's actual reasons as to why, rather than you kind of having to dig and search through decision makings of the character. It's kind of told in the dialogue. 
hundred yeah. percent agree. Uh, we are running out of time for this little segment here. Um, Sorry, but I do yeah. want no, no, you're good. This is honestly, this is this is the kind of content our listeners are going to be expecting from you guys, and it's great because it's giving them a short little preview for anyone new to you guys. You know, your guys's content and stuff. This is exactly what's going to happen. It's more analysis of shows and movies of things that you guys watch and like, and that's what's expected from our real addiction. So if they like keeping up with the nerds content, then they will more than likely 100% like our real addiction as well because you guys have a lot of plans moving forward. Um, and with those plans, the last question I want to ask you guys is, or ask you, Miguel, because I already asked Adam, what do you guys expect to see within the coming months to year uh, from our real addiction now that we you know, are partnering up here? Growth, uh, for the most part, and just... Uh, a wider social media uh, like approach or reach just just getting content out there maybe even getting recognized just like being heard of or referenced to um because like definitely want to be up there with the big boys but uh, it's gonna take time mm -hmm. but i'm here for it and time is all i got right now good and i'm willing to just input myself in this because it is a lot of fun it's, it's so much fun every time like, yeah, life gets in the way sometimes and I can't make recordings and stuff like that. But like when we do, man, it's just like magic. Like off the bat when we start, it's just and we don't even we don't like we don't we usually do notes and stuff like that. And we we try to like stay in order. Um, but then what we love about ourselves is that that sounds very narcissistic. But what we love about the podcast is that it just it's it just allows us to be us for an hour. And it's great, <laughs> but we're, yeah. I'm super excited to, to, to learn from you, honestly, and to see exactly where we get you guys to, this is, it's going to be fun. That's all that matters. Honestly, uh, my philosophy is if you guys enjoy the content you guys are making, then it's good content. And, you know, I, I mentioned this to Adam and I mentioned it earlier or later on in this podcast. We give up Friday nights to go record, but those Friday nights that we give up are one of the best nights basically for me at least throughout that whole week because I'm doing something that I like and granted sometimes it's like hours and hours and hours upon unpaid work to do what we're doing here and I wouldn't you know I wish I could get paid for it I hope that one day I do but it's something that I really really enjoy doing and at the end of the day when I'm going to go to sleep and I see the work that you know all of us have done I'm proud of it so I want yeah. you guys to feel the same way and I hope that keeping up with the nerds does help you guys get to that level as well. Um, and that this partnership is nothing but, you know, good news and good momentum moving forward. So, um, Miguel, thank you. Thank you. No, thank and you. from all of us to keep it up with the nerds, we're super excited. Um, I believe I mentioned this earlier, but you guys are going to be having an announcement video um, that you, yeah. even though you were not physically there, <laughs> we put you in there so uh it's gonna it was already released on monday that. yeah no 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 it was fun it was a fun little little skate i will show you the end result of it um but yeah I'm so down. that announcement video for listeners that have not you know known because you guys only listen to us on our audio platforms head on over to our youtube channel keeping up with the nerds there you'll see the our real addiction uh partnership announcement video uh short little skit featuring adam and miguel in there 
Um, you guys go enjoy it, go like it, and show them some love. All the descriptions on where you can find Our Real Addiction from their Instagrams, Twitter, TikToks, and audio platforms are all going to be down here in the description below if you're listening or watching this on YouTube. And if on any other platform, they're in the description. Um, but keep an eye out for Our Real Addiction. All the movie stuff that you guys want to know, they are going to be movie-centric. So head on over, show them love, and show them support. Uh, other than that, Miguel, is there anything else you want to say before we close out this interview? Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it was a lot of fun and let's make some content, man. Yes. And, uh, oh, that's the other thing I forgot. Thursdays at 11 a.m. If Adam hasn't mentioned it yet, but yes, Thursdays at 11 a.m. So that means that when this episode releases the next day, our real addiction releases a new episode on Spotify. Uh, what is it? Anchor or whatever that you guys use. Uh, Buzzsprout, but we also have, we're also on Apple Podcasts as well. Yes. And you can catch us with that. Perfect. All right. And uh, now back to present day me on issue 83. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! 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 That was... The power of editing that you'll never know. <laughs> All done by me. So that was Miguel's little uh, interview with me, uh, pretty much talking about you know his perspective on our real addiction and uh, what he thinks about you know joining us and helping us out with content. And uh, yeah, it's everything on his side. But Adam, thank you for being here with, in person with us. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, guys. No, it's a, it's 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 a pleasure. We loved having you the last time. You had such great energy when you came in i was not here that's right he was absent yeah you weren't yes yeah so renee right. and i can vouch for i you. was on i was on vacation oh. well, one of you your many it. vacations <laughs> hey i like to party <laughs> <laughs> wow he burps <laughs> oh yeah also mandy's here if Woo! you can see her on, on our cameras as well. so yeah she came down to visit she's helping us with a couple things and uh, actually yeah you are going to be helping us with our tiktoks as well mm-hmm. So she's actually going to be managing. I forgot the camera's over here for me. <laughs> uh, she's actually going to be managing our TikTok and kind of helping us with the uh, content in terms of that. Because I can only do so much, guys. Okay, I it's a lot. And Renee and Nick also have jobs, and you know Adam's learning the ropes as well. So uh, it's great to have more help as well, especially with everything that we have planned. We eventually have to have Brian sleep. I mean, it's eventual. Dude, I'm heating yeah. up. I told you, right? I told that you, you that I'm you heating overheated up. Overheated like a CPU. Yeah, basically, I needed. Steven is right. How many Steve, weeks without Steven, sleep now? Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? One of the great things about this, because uh, my fiance gifted me this watch, mm-hmm. and it measures my sleep. So mm-hmm. actually, I lied. Well, did I? Well, five hours, and then I was in and out of sleep for six and six hours, almost seven. That's so cool. it measures like your time of how, yeah. how much you sleep. So you sleep with that on? Yeah. Did you? Did she connect? When do you that charge watch? it? <laughs> Wait, what? When do you <laughs> charge it? Yeah. Oh, like, uh, when I'm not using it. When are you not using it? If exactly. You're shower? With it. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't charge well, yeah. that fast. Yeah, it does. I, I mean, I charge it when it's like, oh, right now it's at 23%. Yeah. You should probably Shoot. charge it. I should probably charge it. Yeah, soon. But yeah, so I'm monitoring my sleep. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry about me. It's okay. <laughs> so quick question. Did yeah. your fiance give you the thing, give you the watch so that way she can help you? Or she give you the watch and connect it to her phone so she always knows where you are? Uh, Hopefully not the second one. She knows I'm a big tech guy, so she was just like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I could him literally and- lowjack him. And yeah, he wouldn't but, even know. But listen, I told her already <laughs> that my dream it. is to become a cyborg, okay? If I can integrate technology into me and reach final evolution, all right? Calm down, cyberpunk, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I want, dude. It's so great. Come on. You want, so you want the Overlord program for Mass Effect 2? No. Yeah. Okay, not that far. That's not that you. far. That's going to be you. Not Tube, that far. Tubes in the mouth, all this. 
That's gross. No, I'm good. Listen, if I can get like, you know, praying mantis arms, that's fine with me. Yes, yeah, thank you for taking that toy away. Right? <laughs> I just, I can we get back to the whole hour real addiction thing? No, we're not talking. <laughs> we got to interview Adam first and everything. So uh, just to give you guys a quick rundown of exactly what is going to be going on with Keeping Up With The Nerds and Our Real Addiction. So uh, we're actually partnering up and we're going to be working together for the next six months into year two. Now, the eventual plan is that everything is going to be going under the Nerds Network. We're going to be providing content for all you guys. Keeping Up With The Nerds is now going to be offloading, you know, movie stuff, uh, you know, the articles and the reviews and everything. And that's going to be going to Adam and Miguel. Because they have a podcast called Our Real Addiction. Now, by joining us, basically, they're going to be using a lot of our assets as well in terms of like the websites. Uh, I'm going to be helping them with editing, uh, some production stuff as well, and, you know, helping you guys out with some content. Yeah. Yeah. So, every, yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's great. I, I love it. Come on. This is, I, yeah. I, this is like the perfect Friday night for me, honestly. Uh, just hanging out with friends and making content. It's great. Well, I, because I, uh, I, I know you guys are going to be watching Moonfall. And talking about it on yes. your guys' podcast soon, right? Uh, we were going to do Jackass, because it sounded like you guys were going to do Moonfall, right? Are, we, just, doing, yeah. are we doing Moonfall? Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, when so you we guys were... eventually see Moonfall, you guys can come talk to me. Exactly. It'll be, it would be one of the things. So, Our Real Addiction is going to handle all the movie stuff. Uh, they're going to go more in-depth in terms of production, movie news. I'll let Adam discuss that when we get to that interview portion of it. Um, but basically, the layout is going to go like this. Keeping Up With The Nerds podcast is still releasing every Wednesday at 11.30. And Our Real Addiction will be releasing their podcast on Thursday? Thursdays at, at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. on? Thursdays. YouTube. Oh, Audio sorry. platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Audio platforms. <laughs> Thursday. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I think we're on Google Podcasts. And we're on a bunch, uh, a couple others. We smaller, made, you need to know what you know. audio platforms. Yeah. We're on a couple right. smaller ones that you definitely don't use. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll list everything in yeah. the description yeah. below. But be on, we really got to make below. you a, a link tree. Yeah. <laughs> just say, <laughs> look at the link tree. I don't know why every time we do, we end the podcast, you always say our platforms. Just say the link tree. Because it's Follow on Instagram <laughs> and on Twitter as well, which we've been using a lot That's too. True. Yeah, yeah, so it's great. Uh, but yeah, so they're going to be handling all the movie stuff and releasing their podcast on Thursdays at 11. Uh, we're going to try to work something on YouTube as well so you guys can see the visual perspective of everything, but that's going to be a work in progress. Again, this is more of like a build-up to year two. So right, there's still right. a lot of work to do, and uh, you know it, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Uh, Adam and Definitely. Miguel are also going to be joining us with, the, with a couple skits as well. So yes. if you guys have not seen it yet, on our YouTube channel, if you guys are listening to this on audio platforms, there is an announcement video that is going to be pretty much just kind of like announcing that our real addictions is joining the nerds network um so they're going to be you know with us through skits they're going to help us with writing they're going to be helping us with a lot of different things more than anything we're just excited we're happy that you guys are joining us um you guys want to share what our real addiction is the journey you guys went through and everything yeah so it starts with the season or the season two trailer of mandalore the mandalorian uh so the trailer dropped and Miguel and I pretty much had a day-long conversation. And it got to the point where we could not type it, and we had to start sending voice messages. And so it got to about like 7 p.m., and I was like, hey, I was just like, I don't know about you. I was just like, but I think we should start a podcast. And I had thrown out the idea to him a couple times, but right. nothing ever stuck. Yeah, stuck until it was this time, and we eventually started uh, in October of 2020, and we've been doing it since. 
So it's been it's been fun. We're uh, we're currently at like thirteen hundred downloads. So yeah, you know, so not bad. Really yeah. So they started after us. Yeah, but like in the right same after. Format. Yeah. That's like, pretty cool. Yeah, because, you know, Renee and I, we always have the story where we, I would come into the store mm-hmm. we'd just talk about comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we were like, why don't we just start a podcast? Just do a podcast. Yeah. And that's how it started. Mm-hmm. It's great that you guys had, like, that kind of beginning as well. It goes to show yeah. that, like, you know, because that's the thing is I feel like a lot of people start a podcast mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, it's just because we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's more than that. You know, you can have fun with it. You can, you know, integrate new things and stuff. So yeah. it's great. And you guys have actually shown interest. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to join up with you guys as well. You guys just like were so hard pressed on just continuing this, and you know, you guys even did like a season two launch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we were kind of, uh, I don't want to say burnt out, but we were kind of just juggling school and work uh, at the time. And so, you know, I was just like, hey, let's just let's take a, let's take a couple of weeks off, and then we'll come back when No Way Home comes out. And then, sure enough, and since then, we've been we've been doing pretty pretty steadily. So yeah, we ended up. Uh, uh, launching a season two. It, I don't. Season two was never originally planned. We were just gonna continue like on, and it, it was, was like a restart. Like, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah really, it, that's really what it was. But uh, a little more backstory. Like me and Miguel, we've been been friends since junior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually sat behind me in my English class, and I had no idea. Uh, and then I realized he was in my math class. And then I was like, Hey, I was just like, No, it's funny because like you never know who is going to be your friend. Yeah, that's true. Like you never yeah. know who who like you know you didn't hang out with or you know people that you ha- you like like were in the vicinity. Yeah, but was like oh yeah I never really talked to that guy and then like now no yeah so he transferred to my high school I think my junior year as well yeah and I'd asked him I was like hey I was just like do we have any other classes together and he's like yeah I sit right behind you in English and I was just like all right nice you know because we had math and English together for. Uh, for our junior year and then right. uh, it was in the summer the first movie we saw together which is what kind of which feels like the start of like the journey the, ju- the journey to our real addiction but we saw transformers age of extinction together and then oh. since then wait did you go opening night to the village no no this was in summer because we went to go see it uh age of extinction is the one with the t-rex right yeah oh yeah my fiance fell asleep through that one yeah. yeah i think i fell asleep through that one too Ah, uh, that's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did you just say that's your favorite? Yeah. One? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It was just so. It was. I enjoyed it. I might have to rethink this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Oh, hey, it's really. It's really, really good. It's really good. You know what? We Dude. were actually talking about that beforehand because we were thinking like, okay, what was it that we were saying that Michael what? Bay knows how to shoot a better, cr- oh, no, better like, trailer than he a knows movie? how to make a trailer? Yeah. 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 Like, like ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> that oh trailer was actually really good. That trailer was, was so good. Dope. Yeah. And then like halfway through, like we were like, oh, dude, that was the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Michael Bay should stick to shorts because mm-hmm. I feel like he would make dope shorts. Yeah, and they should be like an episodic short on YouTube or something like that. Michael Bay would kill that. A two and a half hour movie, he gets bored. Like I really do feel that Michael Bay does a movie and then like goes like action, 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 action. Oh, we gotta talk now. <laughs> explosion, 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 dialogue. That's funny. Let me know. Let me know what I can blow, Let me know when I can blow things up. And then I'll, he goes like, "There's a car, boom, baby." <laughs> that's what, like that's the kind of stuff that you guys are talking about. Though, yeah, the it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because I don't remember what. Ep- but in one of our last two episodes that we recorded this week, we talked about Michael Bay and how 
it's basically a little bit of dialogue with a bunch of explosions. Yeah. Yeah. And how he was, uh, I think he was either caught recycling his footage from films. Yes. Or somebody got caught that makes sense. using no, it's a, his. It's a no, his. No, no, no. He it's, recycles his own, right? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was uh, the island. So in the island, they have like a specific scene where he's like, where like, you know the car crash in Transformers? Yeah, that's the one I was, oh, I was talking right. about. Oh, that's right. Now I remember. In, yeah. in the island, that's where that shot is from. So they're doing everything else. And then what Michael Bay did is he was like, oh, I need a couple extra shots inside of Transformers. So what he did is he just put it in and then CGI'd a Transformer falling on top of the car. That's and that was right. It. And, yeah. it, it and he just made it look so that way it looked exactly like the car that hits the other car. Yeah. So. He just literally, you can put them side by side, and you're like, that's exactly the same yeah. thing, but with a transformer in it. I'm, either Michael Bay is the weirdest <laughs> person or just a big genius. That's actually genius. Cause you know how much money that probably saves? A lot. No. Yeah. He still had a CGI. He still had a CGI transformer. Yeah, but having to reshoot that entire scene. That's true. Yeah, Maybe. it's it's you got to consider the fact. That explosives CGI. cost millions of dollars. And on CGI, screen, and CGI and transformer cost millions of dollars. <laughs> on screen, probably looks tacky, but you know, financially, is smart. The what is it? You the, know what? For, so fiscal. When fiscal. you guys were talking about that, it just it just reminded me. You know that skit from Key and Peele where Which it one? shows the one where. Uh, the nerdy guy is shooting a music video and it's showing the money he has and it's going down every time he sees like the progression of the video. Like he uses a horse and he uses. Oh, yeah. I want someone to do a video of that on YouTube and just like of Michael Bay. Of, of Michael. No, of just movies in general and just kind of like chain, like have the dollar signs keep going up and up and up as the movie's oh, progressing to go like all. Oh. Ten, $10 billion dollars. Yeah, ten yeah, billion dollars. Don't say yeah. on the podcast, so yeah. we can do that video. That's 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 big money right there. Trademarked. Um, <laughs> it's ours. You already here, guys. By the time yeah. you by the time you're listening to this episode, it will be trademarked. No, uh, yeah, that's true. No, no cost money trademark. So, <laughs> so we buy it, so we can sell it. I'm not gonna spend that. Anyway, so back to our real addiction. Um, so you guys talk about movies and production. Pretty yeah. much how everything is uh, leading up to it. Uh, but you guys, because that's the thing is that when we talk about movies and TV shows, we talk about like the things that we see in comic books and video games. Mm -hmm. So for us, you know, it was like the Marvel movies, you know, the DCEU. Um, but you guys actually go more in depth to movies like Knives Out yeah. and Scream. Is it four or five? Five. 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 This five. is technically Scream Five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I still haven't seen it. It's good. It's I really. I saw it. it. it was yeah, really I've heard it's a good a homage to like slasher films, and it's done like right. And thank God I haven't seen Who the Killer Is. Cause oh, yeah, yeah I've heard it's like a, it's like a complete are, left turn. Are we gonna go on a date? Should we go watch it? I'm down for a date. I have to rewatch all the screen movies though. Why? You can just watch the first one. Do I have to? For, watch. In watch to watch five? Yeah. Yes, you can just watch yeah. the first one. Boyfriend did it. Mom, the boyfriend did it. Uh, um, what was uh, it? Her stepbrother or Ste her half brother? Half brother did it. Niece did Niece it. Did Niece it. did it. I don't That's know. It. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you just have to watch the first. That's, one. I mean, that's the, and maybe I mean, the maybe maybe the fourth one, maybe. But it's because like I did forget that it was her stepbrother in the third one. That's yeah, the, that's there's, half there's like certain yeah. characters. There's like one or few characters from the last fourth one that they bring into the new yeah. one. Okay, but it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not relevant. Relevant. Yeah. Plot armor for like four of them all the way up until five. There you go. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so you guys talk about Scream Five. Yeah, yeah, we did. We have an episode up if you guys have seen Scream 5 and you guys just want to hear us talk about it, mm -hmm. 
by all means, check it out on Apple Podcast or Spotify. So yeah. before I give you guys the last question, or before I give you the last question, because mm-hmm. I would have given this last question to Miguel as well, uh, letting you guys know everything, all their socials, all the information on where to find our real addiction to go support them, you know, give them a shout out, share their links and everything will be in the description below, or if you guys are listening to it on audio platform, uh, it'll be in the description somewhere. You'll see like their link tree and everything. So yeah, There will also be a link tree on our website. So that way you guys can also follow there. So if you want, you can go straight to our website. You can go ahead and click, 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 click all over their stuff. It'll be on the Nerdy Planet. So uh, pretty much all of that advertisement space will be for them. Because the Nerdy Planet is getting a revamp. We're actually going to be writing articles now (gasps) on there. Yeah, I know. What? It is finally getting used, guys. Which is great. Uh, yeah, so you guys are also going to be writing articles. Yes, yes, we will. So we definitely it's, will. Yeah, I want to say it's not going to be more review-based because by the time everyone or you guys have seen it or we've seen stuff, reviews have already been out. It's more of a retrospective. Basically, I mean, I did that with uh, How I Met Your Father, where mm-hmm. it was like, why you guys should watch it. Yeah, it's terrible. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good article you did. It's a good article you did, but the show is terrible. It's good. It's, it's, did you watch it? Yeah, dude. Oh, you actually. It's not bad. It's just like not for everyone. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. I just want my. I want the eight episodes. That's all I'm asking. Okay. Is it only eight episodes? It's eight episodes, and then they might do a season two. And I want a season two because if they literally end it with like not realizing what's going on, I would be like, "What the hell was this show? Why?" Really quick, I've noticed how much we've we've evolved from TV shows now, where it's like. Because I started to watch Smallville, rewatching Smallville, mm-hmm. and each season is like 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 8 to 12. It's like, yeah, basically now each moving forward when it comes to shows like that capacity, it's like, like you said, 8 to well, 12 episodes. Well, keep in mind that Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. was a show that went into like the 15, mm-hmm. 18 episode yeah. thing, but then COVID happened. So the mm-hmm. last two years, most shows have usually ended up only running eight episodes because mm-hmm. of time constraints but and that stuff. But also, that also started happening when more European shows started coming to the States. That's also yeah. true. Because when European shows started coming to the States, they were they're only somewhere near eight to 12 episodes. Yeah. And yeah. that's a lot more palatable because they're about like an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then once that happens... People started going like, oh, these are really good shows, mm-hmm. but they're nice and small, so they're really digestible. Mm-hmm. And because they're like just, you know, it's a couple of movies and yeah. that's it. And that's when people started picking up on like, oh, we can just extend the length and shorter. Mm-hmm. I mean, because when, when you think about it, I mean, Sherlock Holmes, I mean, Sherlock is what? Oh, that's like three three episodes, but three, each episode four, is like, like three, an hour four, and a half. Five. I think it's like yeah. three, four, five, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But each one's like an hour and a half. It's so a movie. Like, mm-hmm. Wow. So let me ask you this, Adam, before, because we okay. are going to be talking about the book of Boba Fett as okay. well, and that's going to be the meaty chunk of this podcast because, wow. my God. Um, what is, from your side, from your perspective, what is the overall goal for our real addiction? Like, what do you guys hope to accomplish by, you know, going under the uh, Nerds Network brand and you guys, like, let's say within the next year, right? Oh, man. What do you want to um, see from our real addiction? I mean, realistically, I mean, just to continue to put out great content, you know, I think that's really what it is because, it, you know, if the the content isn't good. There's no point in really trying to achieve much. And you enjoy making content? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the most important thing. That's, that's honestly the most important thing because, you know, we, we, we say this a lot. We wouldn't be here if we don't enjoy doing what we do. And it is a Friday night. Yeah. Could have been doing a lot of other stuff, but we're here recording and we enjoy each other's company. Yeah, 100%. Because right. this, this is when it's most important. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like during the times when you can do anything else and 
this alchemy minute, are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? And that was what I asked you guys uh, before we, you know, agreed to this because this was almost like a two month long process for us. Yeah. Started, mm-hmm. when, when the conversation started happening, it was yeah, two it was months like, ago and months ago. it was like On a year tra- guys isn't. Yeah. Okay. But it was when a transition of like, he had, he had come to us first and mentioned it. Mm-hmm. We, when I say we, I, <laughs> was skeptical and I was like I don't know if we should do that yet and then he convinced Renee was like I'm down I did my business pitch which actually worked for once you did your uh, no I, I literally told you give me an elevator pitch and you did and I was like alright cool I get it yeah I'm down I did it guys I finally did one successfully yeah and I mean, it happened to you guys to be you guys so you know I, well, we are know. very much appreciative of it <laughs> I honestly I your guys' content and like consistency just all rode on my elevator pitch at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I had met the duo. I don't know. No, I, didn't, that's, I hadn't met them. Yeah, so that's, that's true. why I was like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe you should have been here last time. I was on vacation. Oh, I love this. I love this. See, <laughs> see, now it's not just Nick challenging me. It's Adam challenging Nick. He's only I here for an episode, so it's fine. He's here consistently. You no, shut your not. mouth. He's only here. You shut your mouth. He goes back to where he came. Where? <laughs> We're so, currently in contract negotiations. Have back to audio, you, you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you're just like rubbing your head. You're just like, is this what it's gonna be like for the rest of the day, man? Come on, dude. It's okay. Um, question, uh, in terms of like, you know, okay, you answered pretty yeah. much. What is it that you see our real addiction doing within the next year? What do you expect from us? You know, now that we've partnered up, like keeping up with the nerds in our real addiction going hand in hand within the next couple of like months in all honesty as long as i get my corner office we are good corner office with the window that's yeah. nick's hr office yes sorry nick that's your office <laughs> right there the restroom <laughs> no, no i was gonna say i mean oh. you could go into the restroom but i was gonna give you the closet but i mean if you really want to go to the restroom you can do that too. <laughs> but overall i we're we're really excited to have you guys on uh, you know, I think at first it was more along the lines of like, great, we get more helping hands and, you know, that's something we were excited about. Mm-hmm. But seeing how much you guys are willing to be consistent with the content that you guys are doing, the amount of work that you guys are going to be putting out there, everything, you know, it's getting us excited to see what more we can do. Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah, because we, we were stuck in our own little bubble and it was a great bubble to be in. But it's always great to kind of expand more and yeah. I feel like we're doing it right, not too quickly. Just at the right pace. I feel, I, I feel like it was also, it's a gamble. We're we're making like you want to call them a gamble? No, 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 no. Rolling the dice. <laughs> we are. I mean, and, <laughs> we are. But I mean, what I'm saying, no, that's not what I'm saying. Though. What I'm saying. Oh no! Is, go go ahead, Nick. <laughs> go ahead. I, I can, see you fumble this. We, this oh, spilled spaghetti. we can say that it's a gamble joining your brand. Oh, first off, <laughs> I wow. can fix this. Hang on. Okay, so. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Nick. Mm-hmm. I mean, foot in mouth, but that's fine. You know what was a um, really good gamble that worked in their favor? What? Favreau giving Dallas Bryce that Howard. Was not, oh God, that was not no, a good one. No. No. Because no. it wasn't a gamble. Because <laughs> she'd already succeeded in that's like true. two Mando episodes. That is yeah, not a gamble. That's what I was mentioning, is that it was a gamble so the to book give of it to Boba her Fett guys was in the really first good. Mando season. You mean a, an actress who's been working in the industry for almost 15 years? Wasn't when, that her directorial debut? It was a directorial t- debut, yeah. but she's also worked with multiple directors. But she has... Yeah, but it doesn't guarantee her directing skills. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
No, because you can be a, a good music producer, but you can't be a good singer. If I've noticed anything from actors who have worked with amazing directors, they pick up a lot of things. Just like uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck has worked with a slew of directors. He's worked with uh, some of the greats and some of the worst mm-hmm. in and in a lot of different projects. Adam, kick his ass. But the, do it. Do you mind? <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> but Ben Affleck did what Ben Affleck did. I expected Bryce Dallas Howard uh, to do. The, it wasn't just I'm going to gamble on Bryce Dallas Howard. It is she has a vision. She has a whatever we gave her was there, and also she is a fan of this of the series. There wasn't anybody that they were gambling on. This was a calculated, I guess, risk. But also, no, I wouldn't even say it's a risk. I wouldn't even say it was a risk no. because they knew what was going to be coming out of her. No, it was it was more like you said earlier, where it was like kind of just building hype again. Yeah, like. Where- it, like honestly, if you didn't know that was Bryce Dallas Howard's episode, you would have been amazed. You would have just been like, "Wow, that's a really great." Oh, episode. I didn't know it was Bryce Dallas Howard until the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because because honestly, they don't really like it. Doesn't really say like this is Bryce Dallas Howard's episode. Like yeah. it, it didn't, they didn't really market that Bryce no. Dallas Howard or any of the that's other true. directors. So can directed. I just say that we immediately jumped into Bryce Dallas Howard and not mention the fact that we're talking about the book of Boba Fett, guys? That's what we're talking about. Because you went Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, because I tried doing a little segment. You're just like, no. Now you just shut me down completely. Star Wars, baby. All right, now go. Thank you. Thank you for that. So uh, we are talking about Bryce Dallas Howard because we were all left amazed by the fact that this last episode was probably – no, you said it. Yes. You're like, it got certified fresh. It got certified fresh for having – it's funny that the series got a certified fresh after an episode of not having the main character in it. So, okay, is that a good thing? So – for saying okay, so if this <laughs> is the best episode of the series, that's sad. No, no, hold on, hold on. Here's because here was my thing. I felt like the story that we were trying to tell with Boba Fett was done for now. We are at a tipping point where now we have gotten to the only thing left is the battle with the Pikes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of I mean, that's the only thing that's really gonna be coming. At the next part. Now it's Boba Fett trying to rally his troops. And I'm assuming that Boba Fett's going to get more troops that you're going to be getting off screen. Mm -hmm. But the main thing is that at this point, we need to know more about Mando. How does he get from point A to point B? How do we get Mando to get from here to here? Mm -hmm. This is the most important thing. And I'm almost positive the next episode is Dave Filoni's. Because it has, it's going to have to do with the Jedi. They they have to explain this. The only person that could really teach Boba Fett, I mean, uh, Mandalor- Mando, is either Luke Skywalker, uh, Ahsoka Tano, or um, oh my god, or I mean Sabine Wren. There's only, I mean, there's like four or five people that can probably teach him what to do. So here's and three of them. He doesn't know. So for context, right? If you guys have not seen this episode of the Boba Fett, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which was episode five, this is episode five. Episode five. There's going to be massive spoilers, so go ahead, pause the podcast here, go watch up to episode five, then come back because this episode is a doozy. It is yes. the best. I would say the best episode of Mando and the Book of Boba Fett ever. Did you do your homework? Why? I told you to do homework. What Did was my homework? Uh, 
Star Wars Rebels Season 3, Episode 15. No, I did not. I will say this. I will say this, though. That episode by itself makes me want to watch The Clone Wars I showed it to and them. Rebels. I and showed everything. it to Renee and uh, Mandy before while we were waiting. Okay, well, I wasn't here because I was stuck at work. Nick. That's not where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> This I is was a sass filled episode. We got Adam versus I Nick. I wasn't Nick versus going. Brian. Renee versus his Batarang Spitter. We're going to play Monopoly I wasn't, after this. I, <laughs> oh I thought, I That'll we were, be the end of Keeping Up with the Nerds. I I was, like, that's like the tipping point. No, we're playing, no we got to play Risk. We only lasted this. 83 issues, guys. Yeah, we, gotta, we definitely got to play Risk after this. But anyway, that's besides the no. point. But that's besides the point. What I'm saying is, is that that is such a great episode because I feel like literally Filoni went, I've already done this episode. Mm hmm. All we have to do is get the major points from Trials of, of the Dark Saber and take them and put them inside of the Mandalorian. <laughs> but do you think the next episode is going to be another Mando episode? I, it has to be. I think so, too. Because the thing is, is that I feel that Mando is going to be his heavy. That's going to be his heavy gun. And if you go from this episode to the next episode and we don't have Mando, and especially when he just said, I'm down to help you, but I have to go see a friend first. Then the next episode is the Pikes episode where you start battling the Pikes. Mando shows up and he's just like wielding the Darksaber like it's no one's business. You're like, um, how? What happened? Why? What's going on? But see, but the thing is, is that my problem with that is that you're doing that in a Boba Fett show. But you're taking you're taking like two episodes away from Boba Fett. But so I like this because you guys, because are you on that boat with me where mm -hmm. we're, the next episode is not a Mando episode? Yeah. Okay. So we got two people, which is great. Two people who are saying the next episode's a Mando episode. I'm saying it's a Boba Fett. episode. It's a Boba Fett episode, and this issue is coming out the same day as the Mando episode, so, mm -hmm. or the Boba Fett episode. Yeah. Excuse me. So one of us is going to be right. <laughs> yeah. One of those two is going to be right. Yeah. We already know who. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My record shows I'm usually right. I'm, I'm with Nick on this. One. Yeah. You don't want us teaming up. Yeah. You're putting yeah. all on one color. Now all of a sudden, no. let's see if you're right, man. No, 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 no. Okay, but here's here's the thing though: is that you he he's gonna be the heavy. He has to be. He has the dark. Oh, yes. Sabre. Not only that, but also that's the reason why it's called the Book of Boba Fett. But you're assuming that the next episode is gonna be pretty much like that man. Or actually, you're gonna assuming that Mando is using the dark saber. The reason why I'm saying that this is this is why it's gonna happen is because they're doing this like the Clone Wars. If you've ever seen the Clone Wars, yep. literally what the Clone Wars would do constantly was they would have two episodes of like something that's going on on in the other in one part of the galaxy then cut to something else for another two episodes and then cut back to what's going on on a different uh going back on on this like little tiny uh other world like they'll finish off this storyline and mm -hmm. they'll continuously keep on doing it and the thing is that the book of boba fett is not its own it, it's a spin-off but it is another part of the mandalorian Saga. No, oh, no, that that one hundred percent is true. Yeah. That one hundred percent, I can agree because they're because they're going over not just Boba Fett. They're going over Mandalore history. They're ex using this as an extended version of like, and then Mando did this. So it's 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 an interesting idea. I believe that we've gone as far as you can go with Boba Fett's story, without having to. Because what are they going to do for the next three episodes? Two Boy, episodes. It's only yeah. two episodes left. I well, think it's a good chance one. we don't see Boba till the last episode. Because why? Why I want to see Boba kicking butt. I want to see Boba with yeah. his forces. I want to see him doing it. Because otherwise, it's literally just him going planet to planet, trying to buy 
people and trying to buy uh, in reinforcements. That's not an interesting episode. I would much rather go see Mando, Mando go to whatever planet that Luke Skywalker is on or whatever planet, uh, what was it, Ahsoka Tano is on or Sabine Wren or any of these like people that can teach him how to use the, 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 the saber and him come to terms. I would much rather see that than watch Boba Fett try and like collect his, ar- his army. Renee, you ready to jump on this banter with me? You <laughs> ready? Ahead, ahead. Let's do it. Is it a banther? That's what it's called, right? I guess. Bantha. 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 There like you go. A bantha. Bantha. <laughs> you don't even know the word. God, a banthra? What's a banthra? Are you done? No. So don't be a gatekeeper. Okay? Thank no. you. Yeah. Sorry, you Nick. Make... Your people are out there. <laughs> All right. My people are everywhere. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. So. Uh, we both agree that this next episode is not going to be a Mando episode, right? I think, uh, yeah, not a Mando-centric episode. I okay, think. well, why is it that? Why why that? Because, again, I just... It, because with two episodes left, I feel like you need to tell more of Boba Fett, you know? But I feel like it's going to be, like, an equal kind of thing where it's, like, maybe we'll... Because I thought we were going to get Boba Fett in this episode, like, you know... He was going to meet up with him halfway in and stuff, but this one was straight up just Mando. And I again, great episode, but I feel like did it really need to be in Book of Boba Fett? Couldn't it have been like a separate thing, like either like a special or something or, you know, we get like, oh, yeah, instead, you know, like John Favreau would have been like, hey, guys, instead of Book of Boba Fett this week, there's a surprise in Mandalorian. Go check it out. And then, boom, it's that it's the return of the Mandalorian mm-hmm. in the Mandalorian series and stuff like that. So I Jeez. hang on. Hang on. You're not on this Bantha right now. OK, this is this is our. All right. Right. So you you shut your mouth. Five minutes ago. You didn't even know what that was. Oh, God, God. <laughs> Adam, control. Control this guy, please. Control him, please. Adam's going to control. <laughs> yeah, he's basically going to keep you in check. In chaos and carnage. Yes. So, <laughs> so the the reason I'm saying that this, you know, I'm agreeing with you 100 mm-hmm. percent that it's not going to be a Mando centric episode, is because it doesn't make any sense to make Mando be able to use the dark saber after one episode. That is an entire season's worth of content right there. Which nope. is why I think it will be most likely two episodes. So why not this, okay? Why not have one episode, right, where he's trying to figure out how to use the Darksaber here and there but not being taught by a Jedi, okay? The last, I would say maybe the last two episodes are the fight. We have the big fight in the second episode and then the final fight, basically boss Boba Fett versus major boss, whoever he's going to end up fighting uh, in the last episode, that's going to be there. And Mando's trying to use the Darksaber, but still realizes he can't. So what he does and kind of kickstarts the third season of The Mandalorian is him looking for someone to train him to use the Darksaber in the process going out there to go see Grogu. Because you still have that. This episode served as a detachment point for the Mandalorian. Basically this entire episode was him kind of like going through his like entire journey, you know, realizing he's still connected to the Mandalore. And then all of a sudden so when you... they ask him, Hey, did you remove your helmet? And he says, yes, he's now banished from I know, but I, Mandalore so, culture. So are you saying that Mando's going to kind of do his own thing and then they're going to have the Pike war in next season. No, he's there, but it's not focused on him. We still have to build up certain things from the Pike war. That's going to happen. It's just going to be this episode, and the last so two episodes is the fight. He's going to go see Grogu in not, his in his show, not now, because but he, him but going he, to see but, Grogu is going to have him meet someone 
that in, will train me to use the dark I know, saber. But in in Boba Fett, he literally says, "I'm down to help you. I just have to go meet a little friend." That's at the, the very yeah. end that's of his thing. episode, that's and, and that's why I what? I don't like that ending because it it makes this this conversation where it's like, well. He has to. Is, he ha- it's either he has to, or it could be like, well, then they're just gonna go to Boba Fett, and then just like, boom, Mando comes, and then that's where it's either. So one what about a time lapse? What? How do you have a time lapse when there's he's a war? He's gone. Happened? They focus on you know Boba Fett mm-hmm. stuff, and then right before the war happens, he comes back. See, and this is how Game of Thrones started getting into mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Yeah, but Renee is right in that sense where mm-hmm. they kind of like wrote themselves in another hole because. It's a look. It's not to say that we don't want to see more Mando. It's just kind of weird to, and I get it, you know, because both of you guys are right mm-hmm. in your own ways. It's cool to see Mando in the book of Boba Fett because it feels like Boba Fett's story has kind of wrapped up and it is a side story. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we need to really focus more on him. But when you have a show titled The Book of Boba Fett, you expect to see more Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. It's good to have the Mandalorian be in one episode, but to have two centric episodes about the Mandalorian, that's a little too much. But it's not about the Mandalorian. It's about the Mandalorians. If this is, it's it, a, it, they're explaining a bigger world of it isn't necessarily. Oh yeah, it's about Mando. It's about Boba Fett. It's about their their creed. It's about the bigger thing that is the Mandalorians. Okay. And that's I'm assuming, and that's kind of what the book we're in. This mm-hmm. is because if Star Wars is the book of the wills, we're in the book of the Mandalorians. Okay. And that is why we have the book of Boba Fett, because it's a chapter like the Bible, where it's another chapter inside of this book, kind of like the book of Mark, the book of John, everything else. Mm -hmm. Now, in these books, you also have side stories of them telling stories of what happened to other people. Now then, for this, they're telling more stories and more in-depth things of what is going on in Mandalorian Creed, what's going on in Mandalorian uh, standings. So now you automatically know Mando is no longer a he's no longer a member of the watch. I am no longer a member of the watch. I have already desecrated my creed. They kicked me out in order for me to do this. I would have to go to Mandalore and uh, bathe inside of the waters uh, in the minds of, of Mandalore. Cool. I now know what I need to do in, in season three. That's season three. I need to go talk to uh, Grogu. The reason why I need to go talk to Grogu is so I can understand the Darksaber. I'm not saying he's going to learn it, but I'm saying he needs to understand what it takes to become to become uh, automatically attached to the Darksaber. Okay, that's a better explanation because if you're basically saying – I think that's where both you and I were a little bit skeptical mm-hmm. because it does take a really long time to train to use a lightsaber. And I will say this. One of the best details I've seen in a Star Wars show is when he's fighting – in that meat locker place, right? Yes. And he burns himself with a lightsaber mm-hmm. because that's okay. You don't say that often. No. And uh, okay. Ah, my bothers. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm getting irritated. Here's what happens. It doesn't make any sense when Finn picks up the lightsaber and he's struggling to fight Kylo Ren, but somehow he still blocks all his moves. This was genius because all of a sudden the Mando's using the lightsaber in such a great way, and then bam. He burns himself. Well, Here's good the, detail. The, yeah, and this is and this is why I told you to do homework. Um, inside of Trials of the Dark Saber, inside of Rebels, Filoni actually went over this, saying that a lightsaber like Anakin's, a lightsaber from the New Republic, compared to a lightsaber from the Old Republic. He even says this is an. Uh, Kanan Jarrus says this is an older blade. 
this blade is an older kyber crystal. It's made of a different material. It's made of a lot of different things. The kyber crystal is taking your emotions, your energy, everything else, and it's taking it into it. So if some things are bothering you, if there is something that's weighing down on your heart, it's going to make the blade that much heavier. Which is great. And that's why for you I want to wanna see a, this. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's, a, see, yeah. and that's a main thing for Sabine Wren, who's learning how to use the blade in that moment, because she needs to come to terms with what it means for her to be a Mandalorian and what it means for her to be inside of her own people. And once she starts becoming connected and becoming and those things start dropping away from her and she has a more solidified, the blade becomes light for her and she's able to wield it because she is now connected to the blade. That is what needs to be explained to Mando. Okay. And with and I, I feel like the armor does not understand that's what the, what it is or else she would have told him because she just says you're fighting against the blade. That's mm-hmm. it. She doesn't understand what it means to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. She doesn't understand what kyber crystals are. She doesn't understand what a lightsaber really is. She just thinks they're wizard weapons. And it's one of those things of she, uh, you need to talk to a Jedi or you need to talk to somebody who has already wielded the darksaber to truly understand how to wield it. Okay. And that's why I feel like you either need Luke, you would need, honestly, who would be really cool is Ezra Bridger. Yeah. Because Ezra Bridger is somebody who hasn't shown up. You know Thrawn is back. You've seen all of Rebels and Clone Wars? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's, know, that's great. Awesome. You know, you know Thrawn is back with Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. So it could be that Thrawn comes back with Ezra, and they both kind of break off from whatever part of the, uh, of the, uh, of the outer rim that they were in, and Ezra Bridger now understands, because he was there when Kanan was teaching... Uh, Sabine Wren about the about the dark saber. He would be able to teach Mando, and that's and not only that. Ahsoka Tano, she's dealt with the dark saber before. Luke would understand it because he's been trying to he's been trying to collect uh, Jedi artifacts. It would be weird to have Luke be the one. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you some questions because you wanted to interject for a bit, but I will say last comment before Adam no, you're jumps good. in. You're good. Um, it would be weird to have Luke be the one who trains or even mention the Darksaber because it doesn't fit his character according to what The Last Jedi and, you know, uh, what is it? The mm-hmm. the Rise of, not the Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker, is it? Whatever, the last movie was? I don't yeah. know. What, what, what do you mean by that? It, it's just kind of weird to like have him be the one that's like looking for Jedi artifacts and being involved in anything that, you know. But that's young Luke. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. young Luke. That's young oh, Luke. In young, in young Luke. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Young Luke, immediately after the fall of the, of the Empire, immediately started going, I'm going to collect as many Jedi artifacts and find out as much about the Jedi order as possible he was all about trying to reform the jedi order he was trying to find out as much as he can about the force both sides of it even a big part of not only that we don't know what timeline this is on because star wars has been rumored to introduce new timelines because the mandalorian is apparently to erase sorry erase the uh the sequel trilogy and they're doing their own thing so would that work Hmm. Would that work for the Mandalorian timeline to just kind of say like, yeah, the sequel trilogy never worked? Here's my thing, though. I feel that they would never do that. And the reason being is because even though that they're bad movies, you can technically say the same thing with the prequels. You can technically say, yes, we can we can make it that the prequels never happened with this. Uh, And in Rebels, they did introduce multiple timelines. They introduced time travel. They introduced a bunch of different stuff inside of Rebels. Which is why that's the possibility. The thing with the the prequels is they're saved by the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars gives a lot of context to 
the, it does. the things uh, that the prequels couldn't do because it was a strain to those two hours. Exactly. That's why, you know, you talk about like the different timelines. You say, okay, like you, you say the reason to watch Clone Wars is if you want Revenge of the Sith to hit like 10 times harder, you watch, you watch li- those seven seasons is worth Revenge of the Sith being that much more emotional than it already is. It is. Yeah, Clone, War- Clone Wars alone is amazing. You can skip the Jar Jar episodes, but... <laughs> the Bombad Jedi? Why? No, 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 no. Just in general. No, no, no. Like, like the like the Jar Jar episodes with Mace Windu and stuff like oh that. Oh, my gosh. Like, those are pretty bad. Yeah. Like, those are pretty bad. But the thing is, is that Clone Wars does enough to Star Wars and to uh, Revenge of the Sith just so that way when that moment when Anakin turns, you you really understand why you understand that him not being a part of the Jedi council. It's kind of like the last straw. It, like there's been so many other things throughout the clone wars where you were like, I get it. Like, Wait, does he get denied the Jedi council in the clone wars? No, he in gets the, it in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, oh you've the never seen it? Well, well, the rank of master. Huh? No, Why don't he, we watch it together? He, clone wars? Yeah. No, no, it's worth it. So no, remember uh, inside of Revenge of the Sith, he gets he gets a seat on the council, but he gets rejected the slot the slot of master, yeah. and yes. which that's never happened before in all of the years of the Jedi Council. That's never happened, and that's why he's really offended. And Pal- and Palpatine's already kind of manipulating him, where it's like, oh, this is like you should be a master. You, but the thing is that you see in Clone Wars. Palpatine manipulating him. Mm-hmm. You see Palpatine on his side. You see Palpatine giving him information. You see Tarkin, uh, you know, being a loyal soldier to Jet to Anakin Skywalker. Where it's like, yeah, obviously he Anakin would trust Tarkin. Not only that, you see how how powerful actually actually Anakin is, and you see really that that rise and the fall. Exactly. You know, you, and that very beginning of it, you see him as the Jedi that. We all know Anakin Skywalker to be. We see him as the top Jedi of the Clone Wars. All and he just goes up. It goes up, and then at, throughout the series, you get these little moments of dark of him doing mm-hmm. some dark stuff. Like there's an episode where a Jedi dies, and Anakin is ready to murder. Like he even yeah. goes in and he starts force choking. He starts like smashing his head into a wall, and they have to pull. And Mace Windu has to pull him off. Yeah. And go like, whoa, what are you doing? You can't be doing that. And he goes, this scum deserves it. And you can see him starting to cross that Well, line. we see that in what the, attack, excuse me, Attack of the Clones, when he goes after the uh, Tusken Raiders that uh, bought off his mom. Exactly. And that's like the first time you probably see it. And the good thing with like Clone Wars is every time he does something like that, the Darth Vader scene start our theme starts to get the Imperial March starts to get louder. Yeah, the dun and you dun, and you kind of you kind of know. Okay, we're getting close to the fall. So, we're getting close to the yeah, corruption. So you, yeah, you're seeing his corruption very much in D and D terms. You're you're seeing corruption points just hit over and over again. He's about to tip over. So like he's about to go over. to kind of move this conversation back to the book of Boba Fett because right. we can continue on this yeah. conversation well, over the, and over the, about the this. interesting the interesting thing going back to the book of Boba Fett is that that's also the first time where you actually get to see. Uh, the Vizslas, you see the dark saber, you see the amount, the effect it has on Mandalore, mm-hmm. and how exactly, like, uh, what was it, like, uh, Duchess Satine? It's an entire story arc mm-hmm. of Duchess Satine in charge of Mandalore, like that. Okay, remember how they were saying, like, sh- uh, what was it? They were a part of a powerful house. The uh, then it fell. It was because of 
Darth Maul. It was because of the Darksaber. It was because of the Watch. Yeah. All these characters have been introduced inside of Clone Wars, and they've been playing their parts over the years, and this is where it all lands. Of the Darksaber, uh, Satine, all these other things. Not only that, but also Obi-Wan Kenobi almost left the Dark, uh, almost left the Jedi Order for Duchess Satine, who is a Mandalorian. And he even says, I know exactly how you feel. I almost left the Jedi Order for you. It's an entire huge thing that Darth Maul murders his girlfriend just so that way he can, you know, just so that way he can see Obi-Wan Kenobi just go like, ha, so I murdered her. What I wanted to say was it, like, pretty much this conversation has opened my eyes to what this episode has done for the show. Yeah. Because this episode is massively packed with details. Exactly. It's so great. Did you, you played The Fallen Order, right? No. You haven't played The Fallen Order. Great. But did you notice, it is, it's it's such a great video game. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the video games you should, I don't know, is it on PlayStation 5? Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. I'd say play it. It's so, the fact that they included that little droid in there. Right. This episode was a jam-packed tribute to every level of Star Wars fan in existence because video it included tributes anime. to huh? Video game, comic book, comic books, game. Clone Wars, Rebels, Prequels. Legends, everything. Yeah. What I enjoyed so much about this episode, yes, the the beginning sequence scene was fantastic when we got to see mm-hmm. Mando walk in and just you know I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. I actually do like the fact that it failed this time. That like yeah. he actually struggled because the first time he he had such a cool little like yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea of him failing because he doesn't know his place in the galaxy now after he because he had a mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, purpose is over. Yeah, and the great thing about that is when he goes back to the armor and uh, Viz, I forget his name. Uh, pa, which one's Paz Vizla? Paz Vizla, right? When he goes back into it, he's trying to find his purpose. Now he hands over the Beskar spear and says, like, you know, you know, because they tell him, like, there's so much lore building here. Yeah, that they're either introducing or reintroducing for the first time, where they say, like, you know, Beskar should never be made into weapons. It should be used as armor, mm-hmm. and so they melt it. What does he want to do with it? He makes Grogu a piece of armor. I think it's chainmail. It is. It is. It's it's a chainmail. It's, okay. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, like it's, it's like mithril. Dude, it's gonna be like a mithril. Look, man, like I am not a fan of Grogu. I'm not. I would punt that little My sucker gosh. across the space. What? Yeah, That's I just awesome. I dude. I do you know how much money. I've spent on Grogu stuff for that's my a, fiance. That's a that's a different thing. Okay, that's, our, that's we have a shelf dedicated with Grogu. That's a personal issue. Yeah, that's, that's a personal Maybe it's so. No. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. so much, dude. It's like, why? <laughs> why? Hold on, hold on. He saved Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> he saved Star Wars. <laughs> he did. He actually. saved Star Wars. No, no, no. no. With his little hold stupid on. cookie and his little stupid little silver ball. In all fairness, Dave Filoni saved Star Wars. True. Dave Filoni No, yeah, 100%. And <laughs> Grogu. But here's where I found Filoni's kind of failed in the la- in season two of The Mandalorian, and he's in a fail in Boba, and it's not enough interest in the main character. Because we saw this in Mandalorian season two. We knew Ahsoka was involved. We knew Luke was involved. And I'm going to be honest, at like episode two, I was like, all right, where are they? Okay. That's, you know, but so that's, you but say, that's hang different, on, though, hang because on. that was leaked. Those, Ahsoka Tano was leaked. Luke actually wasn't leaked, which is surprising because you yeah. actually, you didn't know that you had a feeling Luke was going to be there, but you didn't. Luke was the cherry on top. Cherry, Luke was the that, cherry on top. That's what made the most sense, but felt very unrealistic. Well, originally, it was Plo Koon. Yeah. In the script, they wrote Plo Koon. All right, Star Wars nerds. Why yeah. do you say, Renee, that Filoni's failure? No, because just cause, from watching the series of Boba Fett, I was kind of like just watching it just the sake for watching it before the return of the Mandalorian. Uh-huh. 
I was watching it because, you know, it's a Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. It's connected to The Mandalorian. Right. I have to watch it, obviously. But it wasn't grabbing me. It wasn't like... Yeah. It was... I didn't feel the the hype or the, like, the, like, I gotta watch the next one like I did in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, each episode was... it. This was a slow burn episodes before, like four episodes. And I still was like, mm, I'm still, I'm keeping up because, you know, I just, we talk about it on the podcast. You're this far in. I'm this far in, might as well. And I think even we talked about it when like the first two episodes came out. When we were like, yeah. the first two episodes felt like a full arc. Yeah. And it felt completed. Yeah. But the after watching the first episode, just the, after that first one, I was like, mm, I, I'm... Nothing. Right, it, 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 it did kind of drag, yeah, yeah. but there was enough. There's still interesting things mm-hmm. within these episodes. Yeah. They were slow paced, mm-hmm. but it was dragging on just a bit too much. That's the thing. It was very minor progression, and mm-hmm. I yeah. understand that yeah. aspect because, like, I was as someone that enjoys having Boba Fett and was mm-hmm. excited to see him return in the Mandalorian. Yeah. It was cool to have that kind of like arc and chapter be about Boba Fett. Yeah. But I understand how it doesn't sell someone or it doesn't yeah. sell for yeah. someone. Cause and, okay. I, well, because I, I really enjoyed it because of that, but that's also because I'm a huge Star Wars that's fan. Th- I would literally yeah. watch anything yeah. that has like Star Wars in the front of it. And I'm just a casual fan of Star Wars. I don't, I don't even claim myself as a actual fanboy, but I love Star Wars. I love the Mandalorian and stuff like yeah. that. And I talk about it with customers too. And then like they said, you know, we kind of talked about it. And it's like, yeah, it's just not grabbing. It's like, it's good, but it's not how we felt after an episode of Mandalorian where it's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That was actually pretty cool. And stuff. And I think the reasoning for that is because the book of Boba wasn't for the casual fan. Yeah. This is for those who have stuck around demanding Boba mm-hmm. exactly. because the return of Boba has been demanded for years. Not only that, but also I feel that Boba Fett is a cooler. He is very much a cooler character like the Joker. He looks really cool. He's awesome when he doesn't really have a backstory. And you do, and he's shaded in a lot of mystery. Okay, he is a lot cooler than his actual character really is. He's yes, he is a bounty hunter. Yes, he is technically a son of Jango Fett, he, which he's a clone. He went around, you know, hunting down. Technically, he he is the man who kills Cad Bane inside mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars. There's a lot of different stuff. But you know what? That's why people like the Mandalorian because they did that with Mandalorian exactly in the first but, season. But the thing is that. Yeah. You have expectations mm-hmm. and you have things that you can't do with Boba Fett because mm-hmm. he is Boba Fett. Whereas with Mandalorian, where he's a new character, mm-hmm. he is a blank slate. Yeah. I can do whatever it is I want to do. So it's kind of one of those things of, okay, so where exactly does Boba Fett go? Do it, Does he just become a bounty hunter again? Or does he try to put down roots somewhere and does he actually try to become a daimyo? And I think him becoming a daimyo and having control over an area is going to lead down a path because the only thing that makes more sense is that the pikes are involved with Crimson Dawn. So what's funny that you say that is it's this, because I'm going to jump on both of your guys' points here, that... Do you guys remember a couple years back when Disney said, we're getting all of the extended universe stuff and we're making it Legends, right? Mm-hmm. There was a massive uproar by the fans saying, like, all these books and all these different comic book series that we all enjoyed over the last few years are just not going to matter anymore because it just doesn't fit into your guys' universe. There was, there was, they were pissed off, right? Fans just did not like that. What's but great about this were is... Were they ever canon to begin with? In yes. a way, yes, and in a way, no. They were canon to an extent, but certain books and comics kind of like interfered with one another. But what's great about this, right, is that casual fans... Because that's the thing is I never really read into the EU. 
I, I couldn't. It, it was impossible to keep up with everything that was yeah, going on, right? Yeah. Favreau and Filoni took advantage of that and said, great, now that everything is put into a Legends aspect, we're going to restart everything and kind of take advantage of this clean plate that we have and reset everything and give the fans something to sit on foundation-wise. Because what's so great about this episode, right? So you're right. The Book of Boba Fett is a show for the hardcore fans that yes. want to see Boba Fett progress, right? But this episode is for people like Renee and people like me exactly. who didn't read into the EU as much but now have that kind of detail to sit on and say, cool, this is canon now. This is going to exist. This is what's going on. And the great thing about you know Bryce Dallas Howard, Filoni, and Favreau is that this episode didn't make anyone feel stupid because you're sitting through that entire episode listening to all the key details and all the lore building that was handled in conversation and understanding and feeling a part of that. You've never watched The Clone Wars. I've never seen the Clone Wars, but I've known enough because of conversations that I've had with people. But now this episode, instead of making me feel like I missed out, it's like, cool, I want to go revisit this now. And I can guarantee you that the next three episodes, the one that comes out you know, Wednesday yes. and the next two, they're not going to be episodes where it's like, oh, well, if you didn't watch Rebels, sucks to suck. But, you know, I guess we're just going to have to like you're going to have to go rewatch it, well, which it, is why it's going to be Mandalorian focused. Exactly. And the, and the reason being is because not only that, but also like like Paz Vizsla. Mm -hmm. Paz Vizsla is because the, they didn't really confirm how he's related to uh, the other Vizsla from Mars Clone Wars. Vizla? Yeah, Mars Vizsla from Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. They don't really explain how exactly, which is also a, a John Favreau character inside yeah. of Clone Wars, uh, which is funny. But in which John Favreau also plays this yeah. character. Um, but but Maz Vizsla is the leader of Death Watch, which also is the watch that Mando is a part of that yeah. uh, rescues him at the end. Uh, and that's well, kind of interesting. Well, she's not. Bo-Katan at that point isn't a part of the watch. No, she, the watch. She leaves the watch right yeah. before the Battle of Mandalore. Yeah. Uh, because the whole. Thing, yeah, the whole, the, the, the whole killing her sister. Yeah, yeah, the whole murdering of her yeah. sister. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have to wrap up this podcast pretty soon. Uh, I know we're only like amongst us here. We're only hitting an yeah. hour mark, but I do have to insert the little interview with Miguel as well. Right. Um, so let's let's move away from like our anticipations of what we're going to be thinking. The Book of Boba Fett will lead into. Right. Let's focus on this episode of the Boba Fett because there shouldn't. <laughs> we usually wait until the show ends to mm -hmm. talk about it and discuss it. But this episode was massive. It was huge. It was, I think it left us all jaw dropped. I was like fascinated mm -hmm. by it too. <laughs> Just amazed by it. Because this episode was directed by, if you guys didn't you know, hear us at the beginning, Bryce Dallas Howard, who directed two episodes beforehand in The Mandalorian Season 1 and mm -hmm. Season 2. Mm -hmm. Right. And it was a surprise. You, I think it was you who mentioned at the beginning, we wouldn't have known who, whenever, who would have directed this until the last, until the credits rolled. Mm -hmm. and it was a surprise. What I love so much about this is that Favreau and Filoni entrusted her to be in charge of this episode. Mm -hmm. I would, I've, I've told you this. I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall to be at that meeting where mm -hmm. Favreau would have sat down Bryce Dallas Howard and been like, you know what? Out of all the pool of directors that we've had for The Mandalorian, I want you to handle this. Mm -hmm. well, the, so great. But the thing is that Bryce Dallas Howard did a really amazing job especially since the last episode that she did was the Bo-Katan episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She did the Bo-Katan episode and she did a really great job of being able to marry Clone Wars, Mandalorian, uh, what was it? You know, Rebels, all these different types of, you know, stories, blend them in and really make them flesh. Like she made it so that way it was 
all really vibrant. You can feel like you're a part of the entire story. And she yes. didn't make you feel really dumb trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. She was able to she was able to give you all of this information very easily and go, here's here's this giant book, like a manual of understanding spark what a man- Yeah, like sp- and I'm going to spark notes Mandalorians and Mandalore for you. She has an eye and an ear for respect. Because what I love so much about this episode, the intro got me immediately. The intro, straight Western. Literally, if you could replace the entire scenery with just like the backdrop of a saloon, Mm -hmm. it still works. Yeah. Him going through the plastic thing and then just going in there, the gun holster right here, the fight sequences of everything. Fit so well, and that I feel was like a tribute to John Favreau's idea of yeah. the Mandalorian being a Western, right? Then everything else, and you're 100 percent right. The marrying of like the Clone Wars and everything being brought into here, and not making you feel stupid, giving you the Sparks Note versions of all the details there. Even pushing past that, the conversation with the armor, right? It's great to see the little Easter eggs. Like, what is it, the N1 Starfighter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From episode one? Yeah. The one that Anakin drives? Mm-hmm. It's so badass. And it, what I love so much about it is that they try to modernize all these different starships and speeders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the motorcycles, how they're all like neon colored and stuff yeah. to try to make it fit. It's so great that they when they finished it up, it literally looked like a chopper. Like yeah. a low yeah. rider with the freaking yeah. engine in the, ba- in the front. It's so great to see that detail being modernized not, now. Not only that, but also it was the very first time that you're told what happened in the night of a thousand tears yeah because in every single in, Clo- in rebels in the books they don't tell you what happened the mandalorians talk about the night of a thousand tears yeah. they keep on mentioning well this hasn't been the same since the night of a thousand tears yeah. and then they all just kind of go like no i understand what that means and it's been like this thing where everybody's kind of gone what the hell happened in thousand years? What did the Empire do? I told you guys that scene, the and stills when they came, <laughs> that's on my that's on that's on my PC. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs> the stills. But, but, you, but them turning, it's so interesting to go. Oh yeah, them turning Mandalore basically into a wasteland. Did you see in that still where uh, you have the the droids kind of like pushing through the flames? That the one K2, like the close the, ones, the K two S O. So in the foreground, there's uh, helmets of the Mandalore. Yes. All yeah. over the place. It's so great. I didn't yeah, notice there, that until I put that. I blew that up. I'm like, whoa. Well, the, the other thing dark. is that, because uh, I was telling Renee beforehand, in Rebels, they actually, because uh, Sabine even says, the reason why Mandalore is subjected right now is because of me. Mm-hmm. Sabine helps make Mandalorian uh, weapons that are anti-Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Basically, turning Beskar armor into its weakest, de- uh, oh, weakest offense. You can actually melt people from inside of their armor. Mm-hmm. And it heats it up, and then it doesn't affect stormtroopers. It's insane. She did a lot of different weapons that entrapped Mandalorians, so that way the Empire could rule over them, and they'd be afraid, and they wouldn't be able to succeed. For that, it looked really interesting, because when you have all of these K2 units, you have this entire bombing raid of of a planet. Could you imagine having an entire bombing raid just circling the planet and just dropping bombs all the way across? It's never visualized. It's, it's always talked about, and it's great to see a visualization it of it. It was so cool to watch. And Dallas man. Howard's, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard's visualization is, it's it was really tragic for a TV series. She went, you, you she went t- dark. She went, you remember Terminator? Yeah. That. Yeah. 
No, honestly, honestly, yeah, yeah. and no, it's that's great. How it was, yeah. Yeah. She okay. So let's go ahead and wrap yeah. this up. Uh, I want to go ahead and go around the table and let's talk about our favorite scenes or details from this episode uh, and what we hope to see within the last three episodes of right. the Book of Boba Fett. And uh, do you want to take over Nick first and then we'll go Renee after? Sure, yeah. Uh, I, I'm interested to see Mando's growth. I really am uh, interested to see how exactly he's become more conflicted in his world. Uh, the reason, he, you know, he's wondering whether or not giving Grogu away was, in, was the right thing to do. He's wondering about his place in, uh, his place in Mandalore. Uh, he's worried of whether or not he's still a Mandalorian. Uh, he's worried about... You know, what exactly is my place in this world after my mission is done? Mm. And there's a lot of different conflicts where he doesn't really know what to do with himself. And it's interesting even to see his growth with droids, where he is no longer really hatred of droids or afraid of droids. Uh, just by him talking to BD and kind of going like, good job, thank you. Like you, you I mean, actually how could you be mad at that little fella, dude? Yeah. I, in in all fairness, I actually wouldn't be surprised if in the next season BD joins him. I or okay. another or another it droid. Makes sense. A lot of people are like wanting that. No, yeah. play Fallen Order. Play Fallen Order. Yeah. Well, play the, Fallen, the, yeah. The, the, here's the reason why I thought that BD would join him is because in the next season, if Grogu doesn't join him, he needs someone to talk to in his ship. Yeah. He needs someone to maintain things, and he needs someone to. There's also a hint when with. he asks, like, "What about the astromech in the N1 starfighter?" Exactly. So it makes sense. Yeah, and so all these like little tiny things, because Grogu is no longer a member of the crew. He's no longer. A, a, yeah, get that little buddy out of there. Get, well, get I don't his, agree with that because he's a money maker, well, so that, he's gonna have to um, be involved. No, here's the thing though. <laughs> I don't. Here, you can make money with that without <laughs> Disney. Okay, no, 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 no. You want to know why? Because if he's not in season three as like at least half of what he did in season two, there's going to be bad reviews. No, there's not. Because not bad you, reviews, not, but the money drops. Yes, no, but, just a little yes. bit. No, you don't, because you get another thing that's adorable that you can make toys out of. What, BD? But BD okay, is I not want a BD. Grogu. That's it. Hey, hey, huh? I'm putting it right now. I'm putting BD's it right now. Grogu. I'm putting it right now. If BD becomes a central character in season three and Disney starts selling BD Astromex or uh, droids, not over Astromex, at, but you droids. Mean, over at Disneyland? Over at Disneyland? I, I, I will get one and mount them on my shoulder and walk around. I will I will be a full blown Jedi. Because that's because that's the only thing I can think of is essentially we need to replace the adorable thing that he's with. With the BD unit. With the BD. BD unit and not only that but also because he needs to go to Mandalore eventually he's going to be going yeah. to Mandalore eventually he's going to be going with Bo-Katan mm -hmm. and eventually he has to go deal with the fact that he is the new heir to Mandalore that's going to be a thing that you're going to have to deal with in season 3 Yeah, and that's the reason why it's awesome that they're trying to do him controlling the Darksaber now because okay. now because when you get into season 3 that means that of the 8 episodes I have I have to wait I have to then use 2 to 3 episodes to then understand the Darksaber, then go to Mandalore, then do all these other... I'm wasting episodes where I can then plop it right here and then it would then make sense. Okay. Of that. Fair. Um, yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how exactly it continues. I loved the entire episode. I love uh, John Favreau and, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard did an awesome job on this one. Uh, she put a lot of stuff in there where I was... Like yes, this is awesome. I mean, the only thing that I kind of had an argument with was that the dark saber looked different than inside of Clone Wars and Rebels, but that's a that's a that's a small fact. No. Renee, because it's more silver. Huh? Renee, what? Your favorite moments? Oh, uh, I liked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I, I will hurt you. <laughs> Try. I'm trying, but you haven't done anything yet. So. <laughs> um, my favorite part is um, I liked how <laughs> the what's her name the 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 shop lady the 
Yeah. She was selling Mando on that Starfighter. <laughs> just like the way just because it was just funny to me. I love her. I love her as an actress. And I love how basically she was trying to sell Mando on that. This is the new ship you can use. Yeah. And the whole process of like building in and stuff. They made it look really cool because I didn't care about that. Those, the way those ships looked in in, it was in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Because I, I was like, eh, did you pay that. attention to the detail that they were talking about? How they mm-hmm. can't go into yeah. hyperspace yeah. without the rings? Mm-hmm. Because I totally forgot about that That's detail. The thing, yeah. And it's like, oh, no, we put that in there. And it's mm-hmm. like loaded up with a bunch of other stuff so you can like travel well, faster than yeah. anything. Well, yeah, because it was meant to they they were meant to fly with the queen as she was flying to like places yeah so but no he literally chop shot that entire n1 starfighter yeah. and then it was really cool to see him like make it all chrome like you know and stuff did, did you notice in uh beggar's canyon that uh the one little detail that they had uh you know the uh ramp that anakin uh uses to get oh over Saboba, that's right mm-hmm. the, it was the entire the, it, it was the run right yeah. it was the it was the he pod used, racing run they, they yeah. used the pod racing run but if you look uh while they're going through it the ramp that they have uh anakin broke it in episode one it's still broken that is oh my god, the details, my it's, god it's, still, it's still broken but it was a good it was a feel-good moment right to see that again that yeah, whole run know, like, like him, yeah. him going through the actual beggar i was hoping run. that they would have said like now this is like something close to like this is pod racing Not or only, something. Uh, no, no he, they do the next best thing because inside of episode one uh after when they see the actual uh what was it uh pod racer Anakin's best friend says that was that's wizard. Yeah. That's why Bando at the very end uh, of it, he goes, he, she goes, "I was the ride," and he goes, "It was wizard." That's, that's sick. It's supposed to be his connection to yeah. episode one. So uh, I really liked the episode. Yeah, it was really good. And um, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry. No, it's a, yeah, that's why. I, I thoroughly liked it. Um, again, I think what I want from the se- season, <laughs> what I want from the rest of the season is just. Get me, get me on with Boba Fett. Uh, still, I'm not on with Boba Fett yet, but it needs to get me excited. You know, mm-hmm. at least for season two. So, what makes it a good sell for you? Like, do you need to buy like um like some merchandise off of Boba Fett, or do you no. just need to be like, okay, this I, was badass? I want to be invested. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be invested. If anything, if this season ends with like Boba Fett into like something that he needs to deal with in the next coming season, I'll be like, oh, okay. I- Get me excited for season two. So I was looking at the uh, the director's list. I forgot what, how I mentioned in the group chat, but I mm-hmm. said that Filoni was supposed to direct an, an episode. Mm-hmm. And the last episode, I have a strong feeling, because it was supposed to, oh, Filoni is supposed to direct this next one. Yes. Yes, and he's then, supposed to direct the next one. And then did we say that Favreau is supposed to do one? Or Favreau, no? I feel Favreau needs to direct one. As someone probably gonna be the last one. Yeah, it has to that's be. the thing because yeah. he wrote he's he wrote this entire thing. So yes, if you're a writer, direct your baby. Come on, like you're not <laughs> well, gonna like at not. least at least direct the conclusion. Yeah, put yeah. the mic back away. But th- th- there you go. Thank you. You're, you're done. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Just Unplug get me excited for season two. I, I think. I think. If anything, <laughs> if anything, just get me excited for season no. two. And I feel okay. Look, look, look. That's okay. if there's a season two. That's the thing. No, yeah. there won't be. I think yeah. it's a limited I, uh, run, especially with the chapter. No, mm-hmm. Mike still stays there. <laughs> the end of the series will be him partnering up with the Crimson Dawn, and then them going to Mandalore. Because the Mando. Crimson, well, because the Crimson Dawn were originally built by Maul. After so, he took over Mandalorian. So is season three of Mandalorian, is that the final season or is that? No, are they, no, they got like five or like, they yeah, got like they, five to seven that's, seasons. That's going to be interesting how, because so far, you know, obviously season one was, you know, how are we going to get Grogu to where he needs to go? And then now at the well, end season of season one and two. Yeah. And then, but then season, but season two was like, okay, but we're also going to handle the dark saber as well too. In the coming of season three. That was a subplot. It was very much a subplot leading into three because I feel like it's going to be the the rule of the 
I feel like three is going to be the dark saber, where the dark saber now becomes the main plot. Where it's and him it, trying to get control, not control, but learn how to yield it. Or is yeah. it? Are we going back to Mandalore I, in season three? No, I feel like season three is going to be him coming to terms with who he is. Okay, and then season uh, four. Season four is him go going to Mandalore, to, Mandalore okay. to then understand to then. Uh, not necessarily lead people, but to then prove himself as a member of the Mandalorians and also to define his own creed. Listen, this is Favreau telling the Disney execs, like, listen, Kennedy's been there way too comfortable sitting in her high chair mm. thinking that she can run Star Wars. So let me give you five seasons of The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and let me let the I'll let the fans talk. Let them vote me into the mm-hmm. seat and he'll probably take the seat alongside Filoni. But the thing is that if you go by that, I mean, Mando season two already had a Snoke reference. Yeah, it already has Snoke reference. It's mm. fine. He this is still his this is his resume. For that, for that, you know, they're not going to redo. Uh, they're not, but I'm just telling you that we we're going to Favreau's going to kick Kathleen Kennedy out of her chair, and we're going to get John Favreau Filoni. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think. So. Oh my God! I you think... guys, let's let me have this, please. Okay, no. let me let's. Just... No, because when ah! you're in when you're in Kathleen Kennedy's chair, you're not in the chair of creating Star Wars. She just Filoni and Favreau love creating the story of Star Wars. I would, I would, I prefer Kathleen Kennedy as a facilitator of somebody of what do you need? And Can we just stop having her credited? Just stop mentioning. Yeah, just don't. Like, please. Yeah. She is she the worst. I don't She's the worst. want her face anywhere in the project. I don't. I no. I want Favreau and Filoni and Rodriguez and Bryce Dallas Howard. But that's the thing. Even Taika Waititi in the background. With that one episode. And Danny Trejo. And Danny Trejo as a grand core trainer. Um, before uh, we get off topic. You know, and I, you know for a fact in the last episode, Boba Fett is going to be oh riding God. a rancor. He's here. I, I didn't even realize that Mandy has oh, yeah. Grogu. Yeah. I'm going to talk about you know he's gonna my favorite. I'm going to talk about my favorite scenes now. And my favorite moments of the book of Boba Fett episode five. Of Boba Fett riding a rancor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to start off by saying this. My favorite line. Okay, out of this entire episode. No, you stop. Is <laughs> can we stop so I can get a It is when the armor is talking to the Mando the and she says the armor. That's what I said. The armor is talking to the the armor the ar- actually talks the to the armor. <laughs> the best scar is talking to the Mando. That'd be and she says Mandalore have existed or have, you know, run an empire or whatever. The Empire existed. lasted for 30 years, and, Mandalor- and Mandalorians have lasted for over 10,000 I love that line. It's a good one. It it's was. such a great line, and I get it. Like, look, I'm not a big fan of the Empire, but I really can't stand people that just preach the Empire lore and feel like it's, like, the supreme thing and everything. And for me, it's a small little personal victory. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Like what you like. Yeah. But I've had people in my life who won't shut up about the Empire. It's okay to be yeah, wrong. Honest, honestly, it was a very short- <laughs> It was very short-lived, if you really think about it. It right? is, yeah. and that's yeah. you know what I it's just 30, I, I love 30, that line. It's thirty years of chaos, and, Thir- but in all honesty, not that bad. Even the new in a Republic, span in a in, in a place that spans millions and millions of light years and yeah, stuff. Like you like, only lasted thirty years. Yeah, it's not that bad. It, the only I reason mean, it's so big is because they they got the the chosen one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not, not, I mean, also a Death Star, but I mean, that's yeah. besides the point. <laughs> you could say the Empire, killer, you know, the Empire <laughs> was a fragile stormtrooper armor, so you know that's a thing to look forward to. Damn. It is pretty fragile. It's it a is, fragile it's Empire, cheap, definitely too. armor. Mass production of that of trying to keep. I mean, they had to cut corners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, going back it, into that well, more finer detail, well, no, what? Uh, well, because it's interesting because in there's a there's a thing in Rebels where uh, there's a lot of Mandalorians that join the Empire, and. Uh, you can just shoot them because the Empire went cheap on their armor and they weren't pure Beskar. So there's like 
certain spots inside of their chest plates and on their armor where it's the plating of the so uh, what you're saying is that there's more details to the empire being cheap as all hell and not giving proper armor to its soldiers that's good thank you a lot lot of mandalorians died because they got cheap (laughs) armor they're not they're not mando just going (laughs) 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 i will say that this episode is i i am a man of detail i enjoy just having a surplus of detail and attention to everything and Bryce Dallas Howard just delivered Favreau's written vision into reality everything felt like it fit from Mando burning his leg with a dark saber because he doesn't know how to wield it to the lore that was explained between Mando and the armor to the N1 starfighter making an appearance to the BD unit to like every it just every detail felt like it was an ode to everyone that has loved Star Wars and here's the thing Bryce Dallas Howard has shown that she's not just a fan directing a Star Wars show. She's a fan listening to the fans, delivering a TV show or episodes that she's directing to fans that understand what Star Wars is to them. She's she's basically favoring and following this entire thing. She's being a very good student. She is. And it shows. And God bless her, man. Honestly, like I hope I said this on Twitter. They can't let her go. They, it's it, it, I, I, she she could do so much better in terms of you know producing and directing some other stuff by all means go for it but for now just stay with Star Wars for a bit and keep doing this because when the end credits rolled and I saw Bryce Dallas Tower's name you can tell my fiance she was laughing her ass off when I just screamed Bryce Dallas I was just freaking screaming dude it was so great I think that these three episodes have been her resume yes they, but yeah. no for a Star Wars movie Oh yeah. God! At least one. Can we get and Rogue Squadron? Honestly, oh, I, I would. Like, I know a, we can't. We didn't get. What's her face's name? Yeah, no, Patty she, Jenkins. Patty, Patty Jenkins. Patty fine. Jenkins dropped can out. We, yeah, can, I know. Can we get? Can, in which, in all fairness, I think Bryce Dallas Howard would do a better job than Patty Please. Jenkins. I agree. That might be the smarter route. They're probably working yeah. on that. That's why. And the, cheaper. And I, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like this is her resume. Yeah, I, I feel like they're giving her these one. smaller epi- these these like small like day twenty thirty minute episodes, and then her going like. Okay, I can stay within budget. I can do everything else. I have imagine? all the lore that I have. Yeah. I can do all of this correctly. Could and then imagine? going, okay, cool. You did every single episode that you've done has been highly ranked, highly yeah. this. Could you imagine Bryce Dallas Howard if she would have rec- or if she would have directed a Rogue One movie? Like if we would have taken the Night of a Thousand Tears scene and we would have had that in, for Rogue One. In all fairness, I would love a, a thing that's just called Star Wars. The Night of a Thousand Tears. Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Like, yeah. I, even if it was like an animated short or animated movie, I would love no, that. No, that'd have to be it. That'd be a two. That'd have to be a two hour movie. Yeah. Adam, let's go ahead and wrap this uh, issue up with your favorite takes of <laughs> yeah. this episode. Um, obviously, the attention to detail is really, really well. Um, I think they had to give us an episode that had obviously Mando in it to get the casual fans involved, which isn't a bad thing. But I think uh, I think Boba's gonna definitely have his moment because he had his moment in uh, season two of The Mandalorian, his mm-hmm. first scene in uh, where of action where he has the, uh, the that staff, stick. yeah, the, the staff, yeah, the gaffy yeah. stick, and just completely just like swings at the stormtrooper. I think we're yeah. gonna see that in the, those final episodes. See, this is what it's leading to. Oh, these these are what these episodes have yeah. been leading to. Um, but what was your question again? What was your favorite scene? Favorite, like, favorite, favorite scenes, favorite, right. Favorite, I can talk like, for hours. Parts. Um, 
the BD droid for sure. Especially if, if you played the the game, you know why? Because the BD droid is he's your homie. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. A, he's your best friend. And like, I think it just makes sense for Mando to have that droid. It just it like because I can't see him with an R two unit or a BB uh, unit or even like an R four. Do you need something small? Yeah, he needs a he needs a son. Yeah, he's something a son compact. 2.0. Yeah, yeah, I uh, it's it's compact. It, it's perfect for trying to like go into like a lair and like yeah. just like shooting through things with a lightsaber. Have BD just doing stuff. Also, I just really want him to yell at BD while he's getting shot at. Just going yeah. like BD, hurry! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a good place to wrap up this issue. Definitely. Um, so thank you, Adam, for uh, joining us here, thank and thank you, for you Miguel, me. for joining us in the small little interview that was inserted at the beginning of the podcast. Um, big announcement, like I said, guys, is that our real addiction is joining the Nerds Network, and we're so glad to have him here, Adam, Miguel. Thank you guys for joining us and you know hopefully we can bring more content to everyone who has been supporting us so far um i'm excited we're all excited to have you guys on here so thank you we're excited to help build build the the brand with that said you guys can go ahead and find us on our website at keeping up with the nerds.com all the information will be on there on where you guys can find our youtube channel and you know all our audio podcasts as well uh our link trees are available on instagram and twitter as well go follow us at keeping up with the nerds find all of our real addiction information on the nerdy planet page of keeping up with the nerds.com you guys will have all the links on the description as well in you know wherever you guys are listening to this in the description or in the youtube description as well uh, follow their Instagram as well, Our Real Addiction. At Our Real Addiction on Instagram and at Our Real Pod on Twitter. There you go. So follow them, and we'll help you guys set up a link tree so you guys have all the details Sweet. on there as well. So you guys can find them on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Get everything organized. Uh, am I missing anything? Oh, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Thank so that way you can also know where uh, when videos are coming up, and you can get more information as they come up. If you're on YouTube. Yes, if you are on YouTube. Guys, if you're thank on you. your phone, go into your settings and hit your, your YouTube settings. There you go. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this issue. Uh, big, big thing for us. Uh, we've been hard at work. We're here till like midnight, basically, yep. working on stuff. And uh, we're excited to bring you guys more content. So uh, with that said, Adam, are you ready to wrap this up? I am. It's this last thing right over this here. This okay? last one. All right. All right. Let's go ahead. Hit it, Adam. All right. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue 83. My name is Adam. This is Brian. Renee. And Nick. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We thank everyone for listening to this issue and hope to see you all next time.